0: I will say, if somebody is listening to this podcast in their hotel room on, say, June sixth, welcome, <laughs> welcome to Austin. Stay hydrated and cool. I checked out the weather this morning. It is last year. It was saying it was supposed to be 106, and it's you know 92. lows oh. lows of 72. Oh my gosh, bring jackets. Yeah, I mean it's going to be real cold in the ballroom. We will pump up the pump down
1: the AC. Do you need a cough or nope. sneeze? No, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry. Just making weird faces
0: calling AJ.
1: (sighs) Hi, this is Caitlin. And this is Emily. And we're the co-founders of ATX Television Festival. Every June, we bring the best of TV to Austin, Texas, for a -a one-of-a-kind, big-screen experience for the people who love TV with the people who make it. And you're listening to a special edition of the TV Campfire, an inside look at Season 8 of ATX TV Festival.
0: This is a new thing for us to do. We're going to sit down and just sort of... I'm so
2: sorry. i think it's a cloudy day and it is cold outside. In the middle of our pitch and made cappuccino, frothing the milk and all.
0: Talk about the inside, outside.
1: No more for me, thanks, I'm driving. <laughs>
0: sort of behind the scenes making of, I don't know what phrase we're going to use, of the festival. Anything
1: else. I think only because it's going to affect the next week a lot. What just happened to you this yeah, morning? Yeah, we should at least. It is. I mean, I I agree. I was going to actually bring it up. I think I did uh, <laughs> dramatically. And I did think about it this morning. I was like, knowing that I was still going to come in and we were still going to do this, I obviously don't want to exploit anything. But it is real life, and mm-hmm. we are humans, and there's a lot of emotion. Yeah.
0: So you gotta. Phone call yesterday. Text so message. my
1: sister texted me yesterday, and my sister sent me a text saying, "Can you call me?" A phone call usually means something is happening. Yeah, good or bad. Good but, or bad, but mm-hmm. usually <laughs> bad. At this point, in time I will set the stage by saying my grandfather is ninety three years old. He has Alzheimer's and has been really going downhill the past two years, and I just instinctively knew mm-hmm. that it was about him. So he lives in a nursing home in like the healthcare unit. He and my grandmother they've been married seventy. Two years, almost 72 years. Uh, she is still very with it and doing well. Also 90. All, 92. And so she just said they're giving it seven to ten days. And so get in my car and i am going up to getting ready to go up to the hotel to meet you and Laura mm-hmm. and the hotel team and get a text message from my aunt that he's passed away. At which point I Lost it. Lost it. Immediately texted you. Apparently, kind of a blunt text <laughs> Let's message. See. Let's see for sure. Because I was but like, it was where oh, I just needed you to know, know because I know. like I was supposed to be picking up Laura and there was just a lot happening in my head. And I was like, I know I cannot make it to the hotel right now. That's number one.
0: They were also, at that point, telling you they were already planning the funeral for a yes. week from Friday. I mean,
1: to be fair, my was grandmother's like 10 been planning days. their funeral for 20 years. Great. But yes, they're like, so seven to 10 days. So we're going to plan the funeral for next Friday. Which is? Today, was a, yesterday was yesterday Tuesday. Yesterday was Tuesday. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, okay, when do I go home? How long do I go home for? You were incredibly supportive in a do what you need to do. We will figure this out. And this is what I told my dad when I finally talked to him. And he was like, you cannot come home for a week at this point in time. <laughs> Good job, Nick. <laughs> and I was like, dad, I'm an adult. I'm going to do what I want. I'm not disappearing. Well, also, you still have a computer and a cell phone I know. and everything Internet else. Internet and phones like, work everywhere, so yeah.
0: it's not like I'm going to go off the. You might not for a get week. a lot of sleep, and you might be stuck in a car for five hours mm-hmm. each way. But you would still be there. And, and you didn't actually say this, but I figured like whatever things were innately you, you would still be. Oh, it's all digital. percent.
1: It's, it's all emails and phone calls and whatnot. Absolutely. So it has been an emotional journey the past 24 hours and uh, I know the next few days are also going to be really emotional mm-hmm. and it's going to be a lot because we're three weeks out. Great. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> we'll see how the next week goes. Hello? Hi. Oh, it's
2: working. I think so. Who knows? Do You want a small piece of good news? I always want some good news. In the past, Two days, well, from yesterday morning to now, we have sold almost $4,000 worth of ticketing. Oh, that's and awesome. in a week, it's been about $9,000. Oh, that's, that's sweet. sweet. That's great. Yeah. You know, little pieces. It's a whole mixture of, like, weird stuff. And I realize in the grand scheme of things, like, not the, you know, <laughs> it's not going to solve a ton of problems. But it's unaccounted <laughs> yeah. for cash. So that, is, that is good news. Good job. Yeah, you know, it feels like I've been gone like a week. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> in like less than 48 hours, <laughs> 36 hours. When <laughs> 30 did I leave Austin? We left yesterday morning at like 10 a.m. It's now 10 p.m. on Saturday, so it's I'm literally like 30 36 30. hours. <laughs> great, great. Doing well. Um, I'm okay. I mean, there's waves of emotion that keeps filtering in and out and so you know it's just weird yeah it's all just weird i'm around if you need me but i'm glad we got to talk tonight yeah me too i'll make tomorrow easier Yes. Yeah. all right, Well, i'll sleep well you too all right Night. Night.
0: so while you were gone i had a call with ariel who Missed you and since her love. She sent me a very lovely email. Oh, good, because she asked just if she a. was allowed. <laughs> yes, yes, she did. It was very sweet. <laughs> so it was really just nice. Honestly, what she did for me was touching base to – I haven't seen her in a while, haven't talked in a while. Wanted to make sure she had everything she needed, but then also being able to catch up about her current show, Lincoln, which is based on I'm the so Collector. excited about it. Found out, funny enough, she's on mental health for her own experiences and some personal things. Her character in Lincoln is – suffering from PTSD and anxiety. And so she was actually a big part of the process and how that would be delivered. So I let Ben Travers know. That's awesome. So that that could be brought up. And so it was things like that. I think after we talked to Matt, I realized, oh, topical panels, it's kind of new. Both of them, really more her. She's on a panel with a lot of writers. She's the only actress. I'm excited for you to be on your first topical, not actor-based panel, both you and Matt this year, your first panels that are not directly about acting or about a series?
2: I feel, I mean, I feel super comfortable. I feel like it's probably going to be one of those things where, like most panels, it's going to take whatever direction it's going to take. And also, you know, if it comes up, like there were moments on Lincoln where our creators were super collaborative and, you know, because, like, my character has multiple anxiety disorders and PTSD and oh. stuff and we had yeah we had some great at length conversations around that and
0: I'm excited for it. It's a panel we wanted to do last year and it kind of, it didn't fall apart. It's just last year we felt like we didn't have enough pieces to actually do it well. And this year we like kind of approached it a little bit different, but we still have Mike Race, who's a co-showrunner on One Day at a Time, which has a lot of veterans issues and anxiety and PTSD, like you're saying. And Stephen Falk, who created You're the Worst, which is about depression and anxiety and having relationships. And then Elizabeth Finch, who's on Grey's Anatomy. And, you know, Grey's Anatomy has talked about everything. So, yeah. <laughs> it's got that. Yeah. I think that it's got a good spectrum of shows represented and kind of personalities. And it's two guys and two girls. I think it's a, it's a good balance. For a while there, we have these grand ideas for these topical panels. And sometimes... The description's not enough and we then listen to the panel later and aren't disappointed in it but it wasn't what we wanted to do it wasn't the
1: goal of what the panel originally was so
0: i'm being more aware of telling people what that goal is (laughs) so that even they can be a part of it so it was just a nice touching base and answering a few questions but also you know it's two weeks away like all right you're coming you're still coming (laughs) you're coming in on thursday you're leaving on saturday okay these are the things that will be happening while you're here so there's the night's the red carpet and then it's this year it's hbo's euphoria so it's like zendaya and eric dane
2: and i'm so excited to see that show by the way yeah
0: but yeah i'm very excited for us to like have it and to have she's having a bit of a moment and i think it'll be exciting and then the part yeah the party will be on the rooftop and it's with the parties with vanity fair and hbo oh nice so there's it's exciting, and then Friday night you'll it'll be good. You're there. That's Yellowstone. We're doing the league reunion, and then we're doing a drunk history thing at night. Friday night's a good night to be there because it's gonna have a few different things happening in a couple of different groups.
2: I think that's really cool. i like that's awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah. All right, kids. <laughs> we'll talk soon. All Thank right. you for this. Good talking. To you. Of course, right. of course. Thank you for including me and in stuff.
0: Yeah. Love you.
2: I love
1: you. i see Bye. you soon. Bye. Bye. People kept asking when I was home, which is not knowing that it's not important, but saying, this is probably a bad time for you to be gone, huh? I'm like, I mean, it's not ideal. There's a lot going on. But it very much, I was able, I was able to be present and I was able to be there because I knew that you would let me know if there was something that I needed to be doing.
2: I feel like when I texted you like do you have time to talk today, it's not urgent was more in the in a bit of the heat of a moment that has somewhat passed. Some of it is Yeah. I sent you an email. The top of it has a list of things with deadlines on them, our letter and the guide being one of them and I've shared you a draft of it. T V tag two different types of deadlines. There's the website copy for it that we want to get up and probably work into the social schedule to promote. But Jen flagged that there needs to be an ad for it. And she shared with me what it looked like last year. So there's some questions on what we want on the ad. So that is priority. And then often monthly copy for the new type of newsletter I got you, there's suggested copy that I emailed you. And then copy to approve for the, script, the wannabe script reading, the unproduced pilot script reading. I think those were most of my things.
1: So I feel like at this point in time, our staff is so amazing and they are doing I think they're keeping the balls going on everything they're doing, the communication with so many people and getting all the information in order, and I think you and I are the ones that are going behind them and double-checking everything. Mm-hmm. Normally, I would have my whole plan for this weekend was basically sit on my computer and walk through the festival a hundred times and see what we're missing, where everything is, what all the pieces were, and knowing that I wasn't going to be able to do that, I think sent me into a little bit of a spiral. And there was nothing wrong. There's nothing that I definitely needed to do. I mean, you would have flagged anything that I really need. And I think I even texted you like, I have 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. What is it that you need me to do most? And there was one agreement that really needed to go out. And I had enough headspace to do that. But going through the emails, I was like, I can't.
0: In our partnership, I am not the micro person. I am not the fine tooth comb person. I have accepted this in myself. And I maybe should keep trying that. But it's just not my brain doesn't work in the micro space. It works in the the macro and the move the ball. We have lots of metaphors about, like, you know, those types of things. My thought is we actually don't know
1: the effect of it. I yet. know. Like, it's true. It's true. It's, it's going to be middle of the day, middle of the festival and be like, oh, yeah, that's something I yeah. normally would have caught and just totally missed. Yeah. Because things kept going what yeah. they need to. Yeah.
0: I was mostly worried, aware, probably on Tuesday, which was your day driving back. I actually woke up that morning and we had talked about that I would come over to your house To go over the email. And a lot of that was to check in because a part of me was like, it has been fine. It's been five days. It's not over. Emotional healing, feelings, all of the things. I need her back. And at the same time, I'm not going to rush her healing process. I'm not going to tell her that she can't do any of the things that she needs to do. And at the same time, I need her back. And so I don't know how to say
1: hello. Yeah, and there's uh, there's weird waves of grief that happened. And we talked about this. You and I talked about this when you came over yesterday that it's a – he's 93 and it—it it is the—it it is the order that life should go in. He is the patriarch of the family. He's the oldest. It was incredibly peaceful. And so I haven't had someone close to me that has died in that way since my great-grandfather died when I was nine. Everyone else that I've lost in my life has been – too soon or kind of tragic and so there's an anger there and there's something different to mourn about it so I'm having a hard time figuring out how to grieve someone that I love so much Um, but that it's also time and it's okay so it's figuring out that so it's like weird waves of grief that come but also good Yeah. so it's also kind of nice that The next two weeks are going to be crazy because it keeps me going, too. Yeah. And I really uh, like that. I was trying to write when you were getting your phone earlier today. Mm -hmm. I was trying to work on our letter that we put in the front of the guide, Mm -hmm. and I was just staring at it. And I was like, nothing to do with what you had written, but I was like, am I excited do I care what is <laughs> happening? Which is not what I felt the past five days. I will say when someone dies, so much of the time, you start questioning everything. You're like, what's the point of all of this? Am I doing something I love? And the thing that I appreciate, the feeling that I've had, is everything has still remained important to me. Mm-hmm. I mean a version of a step and repeat comes through. And as opposed to me saying, this is stupid, who cares where the logos go? I'm like, no, it matters. It still matters. These small pieces of the festival still matter to me. The design of this ad still matters to me. The way this thing is worded still matters to me. It's just, I think my head's in so many different places. It's taking 10 times as much effort to focus in on the words and make them make sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a thousand things to still prove right now. I can't wrap my head around what they are. Mm-hmm. And so that's, it's going to be okay. I know that it's going to be okay and just taking things off one step at a time. But I think that's, that is really what's been thrown off yeah. this past week.
0: We are now a week out and... I think it's going to be great.
1: <laughs> you know, I think it is, too. I feel that we are completely prepared for this, and that's great because that leaves room for the magic to happen throughout whatever whatever may happen. So even though we don't actually get to spend a lot of times together during the festival, we do take those key moments. Mm-hmm. We have a drink on opening night. Every morning at 730. And That's not when we have the drink. No, 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 <laughs>
0: no. We do have a drink on op- – it's really opening afternoon. Yes. Um, but every morning at 7.30 we meet for It's sometimes 10 minutes. But yes. it's usually just the two
1: of us, and my mom brings us coffee. Yes. I'll tell you when there's fried chicken available. How about that? <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Let's meet for – oh, that should be a goal. Cool. Let's meet for a piece of fried chicken. Great. This festival. You make sure they're still serving that. Great. Thanks.
0: We've given this piece of advice before, but it's one that I stand by. Is We love for people to come for one or two things and being fans of Veronica Mars or Kevin Bacon or whatever it is, but really discover something new. Take a chance on something. Go listen to a conversation. You may know one person on the panel, but not the other people, and listen to them and then go to their screening. Talking to somebody in line and trying something new, I think, is why the festival truly is TV camp for grownups, which we've talked about recently too. You don't fully understand until you've been. It's a cute tagline, Mm -hmm. but leaving is when you feel what that community is. And that community comes from being open and trying things that are new, whether that is, you know, a drink or (laughs) a show or talking to somebody and like just sort of trying to go outside your comfort zone a little bit, I think is really the only thing I would tell someone to do. But the thing that should ease some of your fears and tensions is if you really can't decide between two things, and we do hear about this sometimes on Twitter, and it's never the things that you think it will be, of the two things that you want to go to the most are happening at the same time, oh my God, what are you going to do? Well... You can listen to this podcast. Most of our panels we will be releasing as podcasts. If they aren't podcasts, they will be videos. We like to hear which ones you want. We try to pick out that release schedule. They might not start until July, but there will be a schedule of a weekly release of those panels. And it's super fun because you get to then not really worry about your choices. Even if you weren't able to make it to the festival this year, it happens. You'll get to still see, hear, Those conversations, laugh along with everybody, cry probably. It happens a lot. Good tears. Not like nobody's Happy tears. But that's a really nice thing, I think. And one of the things I was really – honestly, it was the first reason we decided to make a podcast was we felt that the conversations that happen at the festival, most of them are best as podcasts. They're small rooms. They – feel like you're talking with friends. It's not looking at a big screen in a 5000 seat room. And we have learned in the last year year and a half that that's really what podcasts are. You know, you're alone in your car, you're running and you have ear pods in. It's kind of similar how the way most people watch television. You you do it in smaller groups. And I think that that's why the conversations are kind of... It's how I listen to the... I, I, we don't get to see anything. <laughs> so it's kind of how I experience it absolutely every, is yep. every piece of programming is experienced by Emily and I as audio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing that I feel people should really know is, which hopefully they do at this point, is that we spend so much time and effort making sure that each piece of programming means something. And that's from start to finish, from how what venue it's in and what people are sitting on the panel who the moderator is and even the what the attendees know about it going into it so it's really from all sides making sure each piece of programming is treated in a special way so know whatever you go to there's going to be something magical that happens in there and that's cool even if you walk out and you're like I don't know if I'm going to watch that show but I'm so glad that I went to this panel because so I experienced something in this room everywhere you go that's our that is our hope is that you're experiencing that magic and then go home and tell someone about it <laughs> and then tweet it out Instagram it Facebook it all the above let other people know about it this special edition of the TV Campfire was produced by Caitlin McFarland Emily Gibson AJ Myers and our audio partners 5 Ohm Productions visit them at 5 if you are in need of the people expertise and equipment that can turn your project or event into a one of a kind experience
0: Go to atxfestival.com for details on this and our other audio
1: projects. Be sure to follow our journey on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ATX Festival and subscribe to our newsletter and this podcast for up to date details on what's happening next.
0: I want to do it's why we're trying to produce content and make a podcast and diversify, is.
2: And having music play over a moment is so much more powerful than hearing. So you're only really Cuban if you come from a certain part of the world? It's come on. crazy.
0: It, it becomes bigger than, it sounds like they so big, it becomes bigger than the one thing.